Hello, listeners. Welcome to Freelance Friday with Vay Casey, a podcast all about freelancing through the opinions and experience of a current full-time freelancer. And uh, today's episode is one from a series of interviews with members from Weld. Weld is a collaborative workspace. Uh, They have a location in Nashville, and there used to be a location in Dallas, where I was a member at for four years, and uh, really helped me get my freelance um, business going and kind of get into that world. Um, during my time there, I learned a lot, and I made a lot of great relationships with some incredible creatives in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. And so uh, I decided to reach out to a few of them um, to see if they would be interested in doing interviews, and grace, graciously uh, and gratefully they accepted And so uh, these few episodes are going to be those interviews with them. And so uh, today's interview is with Elisa Fisher. She's uh, somebody that I've seen over the last several years that has been so driven and um, just focused on the pursuit of a freelance career in photography whenever I feel like a lot of people would... uh, give up, would have a hard time, realize that it's a bit harder than they realized, and bounce. She is stuck with it, um, and I've just seen her be on the grind and doing everything that she can to learn. And so uh, being newer in her first few years of freelance still, I thought it would be really great to bring her on to talk to her to see from somebody that is newer and kind of fresh what their perspective is on things and the things that they've been able to learn because she's really smart and I think she's got a lot of great insights. And I'm excited for you to hear our conversation today. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks for, for coming me. on, Lisa. Um, as you've heard, Elisa is another another former Weld member. Also worked there for a while with uh, as was a community manager. So we've known each other for a few years. And Elisa, Elisa, Elisa. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> uh oh. How how well do we know each other? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I, there's another friend of mine named Elisa, and her name is spelled the same as yours. Oh. And so there's always this like thing in my head that I have to like okay, yeah, and rethink about it. So. <laughs> I'm not totally crazy, <laughs> just mostly. Just mostly. Yeah, but yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm I'm excited to talk to you today about your journey as a freelancer. You've been doing it for about two years now, right? Full time, about a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. What uh, can we? Can you just like tell me about that process a little bit, as far as like how you got into it? And and I don't know. Yeah. We'll start there. Yeah. So. Um. I, I did study photography in college. I got my BFA in studio art with a photography emphasis. And so um, I guess I felt like, you know, things would come easily to me once I uh, got out into the real world. But um, definitely once I got there, didn't know what I was doing. And it, it took me a while to kind of figure out how to how to kind of start in the photography world um and I I found that it's really all about who you know and excuse me making those important connections um and I started out at Weld which um maybe your listeners know is a co-working space for creatives and photo studio um so I interned there and um that's really where I found this creative community in Dallas that um, that I'd been looking for, and everyone was so um, just encouraging and willing to give their their time and and teach teach me things, and 
Um, and so I just kind of started assisting from there and, and doing shoots here and then too. Um, and just slowly building up my, uh, my network and, um, my, my clients and, um, just, you know, I'm, I'm always saying yes to pretty much everything. Um, cause I am still kind of, kind of new in the game and, um, and it's just cool how, how connections can come from just the most unexpected places. Um, and so I was working at Weld as the community manager and um, kind of freelancing when I could on the side. And I finally kind of got to a point to where, you know, I first of all saved up some money. Um, super important when you're, <laughs> you know, taking the plunge into freelance. And you um, just felt like, you know, I started to get enough jobs in photography where I could support myself. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I, how I got there. Okay. So with the, with the school stuff, the education, did you, do you feel like you were very well, like, what was the focus there? Were you getting more of the education as far as a side of like photography and how to shoot and do stuff? Or was it like the business side of things and how to handle that stuff? Or was it like a mix? Like, yeah. Um, so what I did, studio art was, it was very conceptual. Um, and we, we did learn some, you know, film photography processes and history of photography. And I did learn how to, you know, edit in Lightroom, Photoshop, how to use my camera correctly. Um, so those are definitely super important, the technical knowledge. Um, and I think like the fine art kind of training, you know, has given me a unique um, vision and like an eye for things. Um, and I'm super thankful for that. Um, but I, we didn't have to take any business classes or any marketing classes. And um, I definitely felt a little, well, very lost in those departments um, when I graduated. Um, and I've, I've talked a lot with my fellow art major graduates um, about that, how just, you know, if you go to school for engineering, you're like, pretty much guaranteed to get a job in engineering afterwards and if you study like most things that you study in college um you know will equip you to get a job in that field uh, but I feel like with art it's like well good luck out there <laughs> like <laughs> try your best um yeah. and I actually emailed the head of the art department at my school just very respectfully told him you know I loved my time there but I think it's really important um, for future graduates to have some business knowledge and marketing. And um, and he said that they've started to implement that, which is awesome. Um, and I think times have changed just in terms of how many people are freelance now. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Do you, having gone through school, looking back now with, with your time there and the experience and everything, would you go, would you do that again? Or would you opt to go a different route? I don't think it's necessary, um, to, to be a successful photographer with, um, and having to, yeah, get an education in that way. Um, because there are so many resources online now and so many people doing workshops and, um, that kind of thing. Um, 
university has just become so expensive. Um, you know, that, that debt can be such a burden. And um, you do have to be really self-motivated. If you're not going to go to school and you want to teach yourself everything, you know, you have to really, like, be really strict and disciplined with yourself. And so, um, you know, I think school is a great way of, like, you know, just keeping you on track with learning things and uh, keeping your mind sharp. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've only have experience at one school. There might be others that will prepare you better than, than mine did. Um, what, it, what, I mean, are you type, cause I know there's different types of people where some people learn better from that kind of a class environment or, or having that structure, whereas others are better, better suited, um, outside of it to be able to be like more self-motivated and, and I mean, you find yourself kind of falling on one side of that fence or the other a little bit more. Um, I think to be freelance, you have to be self-motivated in a big boy. And so, um, and obviously to, to study in school, you have to as well. But, um, yeah, I would say I am. Um, I grew up taking piano lessons, classically trained in piano. And I think that really teach me a lot of like discipline, like practicing every day and stuff like that. Um, but I also do like routine and structure and that's probably been a struggle in the, in freelance, like how it's, it's kind of awesome how, and exciting how every day is different. Um, but it's also a, a struggle with that lack of routine, um, and structure. Yeah. I, uh, some of you may have heard uh, the episode I did with Wade Griffith where we sat at an interview with him, um, who was also a Weld member, and Elise has been working for him for a couple of years now, I th- or I guess it's been about a, about a year, about a year, a little over a year, something like that, um, doing some assisting and different stuff. Uh, what what has that done for you as far as as like your learning process and, and your business, um, whether it's like networking connection to people that you've met or just seeing like business practices and what's been that kind of, I guess, value that you've taken away from that? Yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, working for him. He, he's one of the most organized, um, freelancers that I've ever met. And so he has a lot of really great systems in place in terms of how he just runs his business in the back end, how he invoices and um, creates estimates and how he does his marketing with social media. Um, And so, you know, there's not one right way to do things in this industry, but um, I definitely think he has some really great processes that I've adopted since um, working for him. And, um, yeah, he's just he's just a super professional in what he does and how he um you know treats his clients and how he delivers his work and um he's just a really great architecture photographer and um I definitely just learned a lot in that genre of photography. Um and I kind of shoot everything and so um it's it's been great to kind of take that knowledge um into other genres of photography and um and also he, you know, I assist for him on shoots sometimes, and he also has recommended me for jobs. He's um, just, you know, sent a lot of great clients my way. Um, in fact, like some of my favorite projects I've done are because he um, sent sent them my way. 
So I got to shoot uh, an editorial on the Lower Greenville area of Dallas. Um, and what I, what I would love to do is more of that kind of thing, like travel editorial stuff. And I, I got to work with um, with them again, this this magazine, Arkansas Life. Um, and I shot a, an editorial um, in New Orleans for them as well. And so those are both just awesome experiences. And, That's rad. Um, yeah, it's like you just never know what can come from yeah. the connection. I don't imagine, have you... So my, my like getting into, when I first started freelancing my first like year or two, a lot of the clients that I got were similar positions were the people that I had been hired to do some work for, like other, other like members of Weld would pass, pass clients information off to me, um, for jobs that they couldn't or wouldn't take for whatever reason. Uh, and then from there I would do work for those people and then at some point some of those clients would start referring me to other clients and it would kind of like start to to spread out from there is where it kind of like grows and branches out have you started seeing any of that happening yet with yeah, yours I think so yeah um I'll you just... already mentioned that you've had some repeat business right which is great right which is what we all kind of really hope for with great clients right um and I think it's interesting you mentioned with Wade and his process and something I, I've been learning more about being process driven and trying to really kind of develop my own processes and um, especially because like I want to be able to hire on an assistant or something like that, somebody to kind of help with those day to day tasks, kind of like Wade's done with you. Uh, but if you don't have those processes in place, it's really hard to be able to communicate that stuff as far as like what you need to be done and have it in a way where if it's not if it's not a process driven then then i feel like it's something that's like in your head and and you're making decisions based on a formula or something you like this process you run subconsciously in your head but once you actually like get it out on paper and are able to like communicate it to somebody else it really helps kind of flesh that out and for you to be able to like repeat like consistently repeat that process in a professional way i don't know what uh so what are some of the Having, because I did, I didn't get to start out that way. I I kind of so all the processes that I've developed mostly have been out of uh, trial and error and kind of seeing areas where I fall short and going, okay, how can I do this thing better? Be more consistent in this area, and it ends up being like process driven. What a uh, being in a way. And then kind of implementing some of those processes in yours. What like what are those processes that you do? What's and, and kind of why did you choose to implement them the way you have? Um so a big thing was um for me is invoicing. Um I just kind of had like a document I would just plug numbers into and just had this folder on my desktop of all my invoices. Um and he uses Blink Sale. Shout out to Blink Sale. I also um, use Blink Sale. <laughs> Shout out to Blink Sale. Yeah. Um, and it's just really easy to use and organized way of not only invoicing, but also sending estimates. There's a lot of invoicing software out there, but I've, it's hard to find ones that do estimates as well. Um, and it's just really easy to make an estimate, and if it's approved, convert it to an invoice. Um, and it's just great to have all of your, um, invoices in one place. And you can also see 
um, you know, how many invoices for specific clients you've sent out um, and which ones are open, which ones need to be paid. Um, it will remind you if an invoice is late. Um, and it just has kind of everything you need. And, um, yeah, I just got to learn how to use that um, from Wade. And um, he has some really great um, kind of terms and conditions in the in the like notes on there that I've kind of just copy and pasted from him um just important kind of legal jargon that none of us like to to figure out what we should say but it's kind of all there so kind of stole that from him and he you know said I could of course but um Wade a nice guy like that yes yes so uh yeah that that's like a, a big one um I I still kind of struggle on the the social media thing um but I uh I have you know this process that I think I might try to kind of adopt so um yeah that's cool uh what what are some things that you feel like are really important that you I don't know that that you feel like you've learned so far that I mean because I mean I know you're still like you're still only the first couple of years in and, and so um it's interesting to to talk to people, like I've talked to like Courtney, I had Courtney on and she's been doing the freelance stuff for like 10 or 12 years, which, which I didn't realize at the time. That's like more than twice as long as I've been at it. And I'm like, man, I feel like I know something like <laughs> she really has experience. And so it's interesting to talk to people that are kind of like at different, different points, um, in that process. Uh, what are I don't know. What do you think is like the most important stuff that you've that you've come across, or like the? I don't know. What are some of those hurdles? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of important things that I've learned that I would, you know, want to tell someone who's trying to get into it. Um, uh, I think something I was thinking about this morning was just um, how Instagram has kind of changed um, the game and um, just how you should never compare yourself to others because there's always going to be someone that's, you know, doing better than you are. And there's always going to be people who aren't where you're at and you just have to accept where you are and, and do your best um, to be present and to work um, on you and where you're at. Um, of course, it's good to have goals and to look to the future and to find inspiration. And, um, but it like, don't be afraid to, unfollow people who maybe are making you feel bad about where you're at or um making you just have unrealistic expectations um because definitely just like a highlight reel (laughs) on there of people's lives and um yeah so I think you know comparison is the thief of joy and um that's just super important just to be okay with where you're at um, because everyone's journey is so, so different and, um, and that's okay. And that's just how it is. Um, in freelance, you just have to kind of be okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a big one. Um, being humble also, um, is important and being a nice person. Truly. I think that's how I've gotten most of my gigs because I'm a nice person and, um, and I'm, I try to just be humble and always learn and just and know that I don't know everything and and I never will. It's just a constant learning process. 
Um, and so those are, those are some big ones. What, um, dang it. I had a question I was going to ask you and it just left my brain. Hang on. We'll get it back. Instagram. Instagram. Oh yeah. Okay. So are there, is there anything that you've, that you've spent time on or things that you've tried that, that you look back and you go like, ah, that wasn't the best use of my time. Like for instance, like I, there's so many different avenues of marketing and so many, like in the world we're in, it's really easy to have decision paralysis and to spread yourself way too thin and not, instead of focusing on the things that are actually moving the needle or whatever you want to put it, what, has there been anything like that that you've done and look back and go like, ah, oh, that wasn't like the best use of my time? Hmm. Um, I think something I do, I'm a little too perfectionistic with my editing. Um, I, I just, I spend too much time on it and um, probably give my clients too many photos. <laughs> and so that's something that... Um, I just personally, like, need to work on, and I feel like I'm getting better at it, but, um, yeah, just, like, being okay with, like, you know, this is a great image, and, you know, I don't need to spend 15 minutes on every image um, <laughs> if it's exposed correctly and um, just edited well. Um, that's That's a big thing, just in, you know, sending them off to the client knowing that I did did my best and that and that they're great and um if they like my work they'll like what I'm going to give them um just kind of having confidence <laughs> in myself um in that um is, is a big one yeah I uh I can resonate with you really uh, a lot especially as far as the stuff that you were talking about like not comparing yourself to other people um because I've had a really hard time in the last like couple of years and a lot of it has, has come because of that. Um, and a lot of it's subconscious too. Uh, whenever I, I, I feel like I'm not happy because I'm not to this like level or this place that I want to be at. But when I ask myself, well, what would make me happy or what is that point? Hey, I don't really like have an answer. It's just this like arbitrary like thing that like, Oh, I'm just not there. So where I'm at, I'm not happy. But then also I go, but okay, where am I compared to like, if I looked at like compared to where I used to be versus like where somebody else is or what somebody else is doing, I go like, holy shit, I've come a long way and I'm doing the things that I've always said that I wanted to do. And, and like, I get to make a living doing this kind of stuff. And, and so being able to reframe that way, um, it has been really helpful. And especially if you're talking about like being confident in your work and if somebody hires you, they're hiring you based off of you, who you are as a person, like as a relationship and, and like how you treat people is huge, but also the work that you've done before. And so like, as long as you can just be yourself and, and do the same quality and the same kind of work you've done before, then why would they have a problem with, but I think because so much of it, um, so many times creatives becomes like this art form and like, you want it to be perfect and all of this stuff, uh, it kind of clouds your vision and gets in the way versus versus going, no, I'm providing a product and yeah. providing a service. Work is work. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. like. 
Yeah, and I think it's important also off that um, to com communicate very clearly up front with your client and get their expectations, what they want out of the project, um, whether it's a shot list or um, some inspiration images that they like. Um, I think that's super important because if, if you know what they want and you know that you've delivered what <coughs> they want, then, uh, then you don't have to worry. Yeah. Do you, uh, what do you do as far as, uh, like contracts or agreements or, or anything like that? So something that I learned from Wade actually is, um, when I send estimates in the notes, there's basically all the terms and conditions, um, there. So if you approve or, um, an estimate, you're agreeing to, to those terms. So it's kind of easy. It's just one and done. That way you're not having to send a separate and like have them sign and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Um, and maybe, you know, should be a signed, physically signed thing that's a little more official. But um, I haven't, I mean, I haven't had any huge, big, expensive projects yet. So, um, yeah, I can't speak to, to those kind of things covering your, yeah. yourself. Uh, with, with weddings, I, I definitely have like a written contract that's very... Um, specific and just making sure I'm all good there um that I again I think I got from from other people just kind of bits and pieces I kind of gleaned from other people's contracts um so and I think uh I think sometimes there can be a a uh a weird perception of people that will like take information from other people's contracts or other things like that um and have like a weird feeling about it. But really, I think it's smart because a lot of these people that are doing this have these things in their contracts because of experience and stuff that they're having to do to cover their ass or to make sure that everybody is on the same page and, and there's like solid communication. And, and uh, so uh, while it's definitely a good idea to make sure that you understand everything that you're putting in your contracts, uh, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily to take bits and pieces or entire contracts from other people so long as it is, like, accurate to what you're doing. Yeah, for um, sure. Because once again, you're a business providing a service, you know, while all of us like to think we're doing special stuff and we are on some level at the same time, like, there's tons of other photographers out there and other people that could do the same thing. So right. um, don't hype it up too much. I don't know. Yeah. Uh what else, what else, is there anything else you want to talk about that you feel like that I haven't asked you about or mm. any cool project or anything you're working on that you're specifically excited about? Right now, no. Um, yeah, I just got back from vacation. Don't usually look this tan. Um, <laughs> so I'm kind of resetting, getting back into it. Um, yeah, something I was going to say earlier, uh, about, um, you know, being okay with where you're at, like, and, and thinking about how far you've come personally. Um, I think it's a great idea, like, every year or so to kind of just look back on everything you've done and even look back on your work just from a year ago, and you can see how much you've improved and, like, and all the things that you've learned along the way that have contributed to making your work, you know, what it is now. Um, I think that's super important. Um, just to always be on a you know positive trajectory and always um, just be 
aware of the growth that's happening that maybe you can't see day to day or week to week, but month to month or year to year, you can be like, wow, like I've, I've done a lot. Like I'm going to treat myself and like, yeah, yeah, just celebrating. Um, I mean, unless you're a lazy bum and (laughs) you haven't (laughs) done a lot in a year. Um, yeah, just provided like, you're doing stuff, right? I know. I'm you have things to look back on. Talking to self-motivated, hardworking people here. Um, if not, you can look back on all the things you didn't do and yeah. go like, maybe I should do things now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you uh, do you ever with the, with the job that you get? Do you are is it ever stuff where you're out? It's like you're approaching other people or other companies, or is it always inbound work or referrals? So that's something actually that I I have yet to do any marketing. Um, All my work has been word of mouth so far, um, which is awesome. But it's also, um, I would say, something I've started to think about recently is if I want to get the the types of jobs that I really love, I need to go after them because I can't just assume they'll all just come to me. Um, I'm super thankful just for all the referrals and... um, yeah, all the repeat clients and stuff. Um, but a lot of them, you know, it's just work and it's not, you know, super creative or fulfilling. It's just, you know, making a paycheck and it's great. Um, and I, I do enjoy it, but, um, I do want to start maybe trying to think about how to, yeah, really get those types of jobs that I want. What, what, what are some, like, if you were able to pick what kind of jobs you would be doing, what would those things be? Um, yeah, I'd love to do more editorials on, um, like places to visit. I love, um, traveling and it's just shaped me and, and who I am, um, so much. And, um, that's something that I just want to, um, keep doing and to just show, um, how important it is and, um, just kind of create work that makes people want to, want to go places. Um, and so, yeah, I'd love to, to get into travel magazine kind of stuff still. Um, those those couple editorials I told you about that I shot were kind of a glimpse of that, and it was just, they're some of the most fulfilling projects I've done. So they're, they're sc- it can be scary for sure, yeah. um, and that's something I'm kind of figuring out, like, you know, just as a female traveling alone with a big ass camera like you know being safe and um being wise about it um but it's definitely something i want to explore more that's interesting because it's not a i mean being a guy like and and i feel like i at least look can look somewhat intimidating i think that's never really something that crosses my mind and so it's interesting to to have somebody that like that that's that is real a very real thing um so definitely something to take into consideration, maybe depending on who you are and if you're traveling. Um, yeah, do some self-defense classes, you know. Yeah. If you're going to do that, I, sh- I need to do that. I'm talking to myself here. Alisa, do yeah. some se- take some self-defensive classes. Yeah. Do I some mean, stuff. Five, you step your game up. If I have equipment insurance, my camera weighs like 10 pounds, so can just use that as a weapon, but that's not ideal. I wouldn't want to get hit by a camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that would feel very good. <laughs> what a you mentioned insurance. What a do you have insurance on your stuff? No. No. I I need to. Yeah. It's on you my to do list. That. And you I know it's it can be really cheap too. 
Yeah, so I've been going through a company, PPA, Professional Photographers of America, for several years. And I think a membership, it's just part of what's included in the membership. It's like 35 bucks a month, I think, yeah. if I remember correctly. I don't remember the details of what all that it covers because it's been a while since I've looked at it. Um, I should probably look back into that stuff myself. But I know that it's something that, at least for where I'm at, is enough coverage. Um, and thankfully, I've never needed to use anything like that. But it is definitely worth, uh, even though there is an, it's an extra like added expense, uh, whenever you've got gear and it's part of your, your livelihood, your business, it's good to be able to, to protect. It's a smart thing to protect your assets from anything happening. Yeah. Unless you're just bankrolling and you got money in the bank to buy new shit if it breaks, yeah. which I don't. <laughs> All right, Alisa. Well, um, in the last like 20 or 30 seconds, what, what are the like top things you think people should take away from this? Mm, I mean, don't want to be repetitive, but I'm going to be. Do it. Um, yeah, just be confident in where you're at and know that... Um, you know, you're on your own journey and and that's okay and that's awesome and that your story and the path that you've chosen, um, you know, is, is unique and, and someone else can learn from it. I, n- I never thought I would be on a podcast talking about this, but here I am, the greatest thing in my career, maybe even my life thus far. Hey, no, take it. Uh, that was a lie, but it, this is awesome <sighs> and exciting. Um, so... <laughs> um, yeah, just um, yeah, be confident in where you are. Always keep learning and be humble and um, be a nice person. Yeah, there you have it. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Freelance Friday is a Vay Casey production. Vay Casey is a full-service video production company based in Dallas, Texas. Vay Casey, big video production value, freelance agility and scale.